Everybody, what's going on? It's me, B Double. It's my broadcast partner, GB Gerard Bonner, and uh, this weekend we're bringing you a very special edition of SHW. This is our wrestling podcast. Uh, we have a very special guest, GB. Why don't you tell the fine folks who we're talking to today? We have a very special guest hanging out with us, and uh, you know, normally when we're talking to folks, they are directly part of the SHW roster. However, we had a special guest hanging out with us at the SHW Rumble Jack backstage. You guys didn't know it. Quite frankly, we didn't know it until we went backstage and we ran across a former WWE Impact NWA superstar, Elijah Burke, a.k.a. The Pope. He was hanging out, and guess what? He's our special guest on the podcast today. Absolutely, and I got to tell you, man, this guy, I could listen to this guy talk for hours. I mean, he is such yeah. an interesting person and so smart and just, if you're in the business and you're an up-and-comer in the business, this is a guy to get advice from. I mean, he is just a wealth of knowledge. I mean, it's unbelievable. So we had a great time talking to him here just a little while ago. So let's check it out. It's our conversation with Elijah Burke, the Pope. Check it out. All right, guys, we have a very, very special opportunity for you. We normally don't do a lot of cool stuff in terms of audio things, but we've got something really special for you. Uh, we ran into this amazing superstar backstage at the most recent SHW event, SHW Rumble Jack. And when we did, it just made all kinds of sense to have him on with us. He is an industry veteran. He's been all over the place, WWE, Impact, the NWA, and we're honored to have him with us here. This is going to be fun, I promise you. Elijah Burke, a.k.a. The Pope, is hanging out with us. Pope, how are you, sir? I'm just as good as Pope could ever be, uh, you know, just chilling, like I said, hanging and banging as always, doing what Pope does, and um. Right right now, Pope is doing a lot of what everybody else is doing, and that's just handling this pandemic and, and this quarantining and everything else that's going on. A little bit more flexible now, but yeah. um, hell, for somebody that's you know traveling to and fro to wrestle in the rings and entertain the audience, not much going on there. No, understood. So we, we've been asking a lot of people, and I've got to ask you this, you know, how are you maintaining during this pandemic? Because obviously it hit the wrestling business like it hit every other business in a really, really crazy way. How have you been managing during this? Well, I think the first part of managing uh, um, my situation, my life, my my business is 
that you establish business as as we'll probably get into it the whole WWE eat it. Uh, mm-hmm. You establish business outside of business. Yes. Um, so uh, it's what I tell a lot of guys who are coming into the business or who wants to break into the business. Pope always inform them to have a backup plan, have mm-hmm. something else in mind, something else side of side that you can you can deal with. Uh, so when it comes to uh, what Pope is doing, Pope Pope goes into autopilot. You know, when when a little turbulence happens, you know, you just go into autopilot. And and when I'm in autopilot, everything take care of itself. Awesome, awesome. I love that. And so, have you been paying attention to the product in general uh, in terms of wrestling? I know WWE's been doing some things during the pandemic. AEW has. A few other companies are starting to get back into things. Have you been paying attention to wrestling at all during this weird four to five month period? Well, uh, to uh, much to my dismay, yes. <laughs> uh, obviously, I, I have my own podcast, Pope's Point of View, mm-hmm. and um, I, I, I therefore have to stay up on everything that is going on with each product so that way I can uh, give my view on said product. So, yeah, I've been keeping up with everything, man. And and what are you thinking of this? Because, again, it is – I mean, there's been a lot of opinions, and we have our own thoughts on what uh, the wrestling uh, business has been doing in terms of WWE, AEW, New Japan, et cetera. What do you think – Impact what, – what do you think about the content that has been released from these companies? Well, there's the key. You said Impact, and I, I didn't know you were going to include Impact in all the other companies. So, no, I have not seen Impact. Um, but that's but that's only because, uh, you know, that's not a knock on Impact. Uh, sure. I, I see some highlights and things that are going on with them from social media and, and on Twitter and whatnot. But yeah. other than that, I'm, I'm unable to watch them. I don't get that channel, and I'm not going to sure. pay that channel to – you know, uh, that's not happening here. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. And so your thoughts on, on what WWE and AEW is doing? Well, I, I, I think that WWE and AEW is, it's, it's funny. It, it is so funny because, uh, number one, AEW found a way to make the pandemic, uh, crowdless arena work okay mm-hmm. so they found a way to make it work yeah. and it actually began to play to their advantage when they put out uh the performers around the ring i'm not really mm-hmm. big on that but they, you do what you got to do so okay. they put them around the ring and um it, it, it gave the product life um yeah. more life than it had it gave it a little mm-hmm. spark and it also made it more of a show than what we were getting inside the performance center with wwe mm-hmm. so around about april uh, right after wrestlemania uh on pope's point of view which is uh on all that uh all applicable uh podcast platforms yes sir. um not a cheap plug, by the way, but uh, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. You got to know. But yes, um, I said on my broadcast, I said that, hey, look, WWE has to when the NBA came back. What was it? June, I believe right. I said WWE. And I was saying it before this, right after WrestleMania, they got to put in a green screen. They got to add in some virtual fans, and I see it happening. And then all of a sudden, NBA starts back up, and they got theirs going. Mm -hmm. 
Right. And then I say it again on my podcast, WWE, they, they, they're going to go that route and they're going to do it better now. You know why? Because someone did it before them and they're the set. You know, oftentimes yeah. that could happen. You know, not all the time. There'll never be another Michael Jackson, you right. know. <laughs> There'll never be another Hogan. Uh, right. There'll never be another player. But sometimes things can be uh, emulated or redone, remanufactured, and made better than the original. And that was yeah. the case with WWE's idea or ideology behind Thunderdome. Mm -hmm. And so they come up with Thunderdome. And it's the same way how ESPN came out with the Michael Jordan and the Bulls documentary, and they, they weren't going to release it then, but right. they said, oh, we're going to release it, and because we're in the middle of a pandemic, we can get so much more out of this if we release one part, two part, three part, you know, uh, make it a miniseries, and right. they did, and then guess what WWE did? They were yeah. going to release it, the Undertaker documentary, but they said, oh no, you know, mm -hmm. hey, let's, let's follow their lead, and yeah. they did it in parts. So, um, I I felt compelled to question why the quote unquote leader in sports entertainment all of a sudden became a follower, but mm -hmm. sometimes that's just the way things roll, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, I even noticed that with AEW, you know, bringing out the the like you said, the performers from the back, uh, the undercard folks out there around the ring, and then WWE started doing that with like the NXT talent, bringing them out around the ring too. I, I, Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I, I thought that was crazy. The same thing you just said. I'm like, they're supposed to be the top dog here, and it seems like they're kind of following suit with what Tony Khan and those guys are doing. It kind of kind of threw me off a little bit. Well, I mean, anytime you're in a competitive environment, uh, even though it's it's rarely acknowledged by WWE, they're obviously aware. Mm -hmm. uh, they obviously pay attention to what is going on on the other channel, even though they'll say no, we don't. Even though the others will say no, we don't watch WWE. That's a lie. Okay, right. <laughs> um, I'm sure TNA was saying the same thing. There was a big monitor backstage right at the gorilla position, <laughs> you know, and they're watching, you know, right yeah. before I get ready to go out and do my match, you know, so it's like, come on, man. But, um, yeah, yeah they, 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 they obviously are going to borrow and get ideas, uh, ideas and take ideas from others. And um, when they came out with the Thunderdome, it was like, okay, that's that's what was needed for their product to help it instead of having an empty arena or, or with the little crowd in there. But the, also the, the big part to that was the fact that Vince, as Vince always does say, Hey, I got to get my main products out of this performance center. If I put us back in the, in an arena in that big environment, see, you can't make something small, yeah, you know, up, up here big. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or, or big time. You just can't do it. It's the reason. It's the reason TNA had to get out at the time of the impact zone and get in some mm -hmm. buildings. Once you got yeah. in some buildings, then you gave a, you were able to give a bigger presentation. The feel changed, the look changed. But as long as you stayed in that small, I don't care how much uh, uh, lights and 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 glimmer and and smoke and mirrors, it doesn't matter. You could not make impact look any bigger than what it was inside the impact zone. So they had to get out, and Vince realized that, and so therefore he went out and got his, you know, got the Amway Center, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and took a lease on it and put that Thunderdome up in there, which was the best thing they could have done for the product because now at least we, you know, you got the cheers and the booze and all that audio added into it. At least you can see the people on screen making, you know, movement, noise, even though we're not getting sound from them. But right. <laughs> right. Right. 
So the, yeah, the, no, the one thing I, you the one thing you gotta like be careful about though, and I think WWE is figuring this out, is you got all these internet trolls that are gonna try to get on the Thunderdome on screen and do something crazy. And they're figuring that out that obviously that's gonna happen. <laughs> well, I, I, I when they announced that, that was the first thing that I talked to my pole point of viewers about. And I, and I said, Lord, you know, I, after we saw the first edition and we saw uh um um the the five velveteen dream sign and mm-hmm. um what what else did we see was it a, a KKK a, member they had that you know? they had Chris Benoit my they, old friend Chris yeah. Benoit yeah mm-hmm. Kenny, Kenny Omega was showing up yeah yeah Kenny so so anytime you um you're in that type of environment as where you got a team that has to handle multiple uh you know I don't know that might be about three three to 500 people, mm-hmm. you know, um, three fifty to 500. So they got to monitor that. And then they're trying to constantly switch people in and out. But once the show has started, you know, I, I doubt people, and I don't know this, but, um, you know, they got a lot of fans around the world. So they, they got to punch them in and punch them out. Uh, at least that was the game plan um, to keep everybody involved. But, Kudos to those guys. I'm not sitting in front of a doggone camera to get on the doggone <laughs> electronic panel. Who the right. <laughs> That's some loyalty, ain't it? it? It really is because when you look at the arena, they literally have those all over the arena. And so the, the possibility that you'd actually even be seen oh. on television is is infinitesimal. So and, it's and, and, I, and I think that's the that's that's the draw uh yeah. to the average fan is is mm-hmm. not the average fan. Uh, um, I, I hate to use the term mark. I don't ever yeah. like really using that because we're all marks. Yeah. Okay. Um, but there there are some that's more so of a mark than the rest of us. Okay. Sure. And for those, you know, anybody is it's crazy. Uh, it, it's the new norm now. Um, we are seeing the future. Uh, uh, now it's crazy the way things can and may become, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I, I spoken about, um, hell, you know, we we got to acknowledge the fact, uh, that today is September the 11th, okay, yes. and it's 911. So we 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 certainly uh, do not omit, uh, you know, uh, the 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 historical nature of what this day means to American IT years mm-hmm. ago. 2,977 people lost their lives. So many more died afterwards uh, from lingering effects. So, um, but in looking at that, and in looking at uh, America's uh, safety and and this and that and the other, don't you know if we're, just like with this pandemic, um, if if I say if China or, or, oh Lord, I sound like Trump, um, China. <laughs> you didn't say China. You got You said it right. China. I'll be the best president. But anyways, um, if the people that were that are outside of the U.S. looking in want to know how to defeat or how to 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 cause this great country to fall, all they have to do is watch social social media and sure. all of the stupidity of our, of our people who refuse to follow guidelines for their own safety. What if that was actually? And we don't know. We only know what we're told. What if that was something that was actually sent over here to kill us? What if that was created 
as a biochemical weapon of sorts. Wow. See, humans, people, are the most uh, self righteous sin nobody knows you better than you but here's the issue you don't know anybody else and and and, and we just had a whole I, I know i'm shifting the conversation pope's going it's into the right. so we'll come right back out <laughs> we have a whole slew of of i don't know what's the new word it's not millennial isn't there another one? Oh, there it's the i know you know booker gen, gen z I think Gen Z is after millennials. I think well, that's right. Okay, well, let's go with Gen Z. How about let's go Gen, with that? Yeah, Gen Z, because they're on their way to being zombies anyways. These morons, <laughs> you can't tell them nothing. And you, yeah. you, you, you got college kids that are, I just read it, and, and you know they're on campus and they have a whole house party. They say, hell, we all got COVID anyways. But then they don't think about nobody else but themselves. Right. And people right. are actually dying. Listen to me, guys. I have had death mm -hmm. in and around my family. It is nothing to play with. Yeah. Yeah. I can completely relate. Uh, we had some loss in our family as well because of this COVID situation. It is extremely real. And uh, it has had a huge impact on a lot of people. Since we're here... Let me ask you this, because uh, a couple of major movements from society also impacted the world of pro wrestling, whether it was the Black Lives Matter movement or the Speaking Out movement. What are your thoughts on on those? Because they've definitely had we've seen people fired from companies, suspended from companies, et cetera, et cetera. What are your thoughts on on both of those topics? In what regard? Um, in terms of how wrestling should respond, um, because the Black Lives Matter movement uh, has its own era with it in terms of the world of pro wrestling and whether there's racism happening or not. And you can we can throw names in there, et cetera, et cetera. And then on the speaking outside of things, how women are being treated in the world of pro wrestling. What, what are your thoughts on, on all of that? Well, here from the uh, black. Wrestlers Matter movement. I'll go mm -hmm. that path. I like uh, it. Obviously, there's been a systematic uh, racist sort of handling of black professional wrestlers throughout the industry. You know, go mm -hmm. go all the way back to you know Tony Atlas being Saba Simba, Kamala oh, being a, Kamala being a, a, a Ugandan giant and mm -hmm. and and you know the the go come forward to your time the crime time being gangbangers and you know right. so the, what I did and what I wanted to do when I was there was not just only be myself but if I'm going to change I'm going to become something that is myself but amplify it 10 times more. Um, and that's what I wanted to do with the Pope. Who, who Who's heard of of a black Pope before? You know, I right. wanted to be something positive. Uh, I wanted to be something different. I couldn't be, I didn't want to be a reverend. That's so stereotypical. I didn't right. want to be a deacon. That's so stereotypical. So right. even then I was dealing with the whole, uh, I'm not just a black uh, performer type thing. You know, I'm not going to be relegated in, in, into the, these little 
black roles. You understand right. what I'm saying? I right. was a boxer. Uh, so when I came in, um, um, that's what I was. That's what they yeah. used. And, and they told my story, which I'm very appreciative too. But back to the uh, black wrestlers matter. Um, um, and, and, and stick with me for a second, not to moan horn, but even down in Impact Wrestling in 2010, when I was supposed to become the champion after facing AJ in the mm-hmm. steel cage and lockdown, um, that very day at the arena, they, they, something, someone said, no, we can't go this route, you wow. know? And, um, so therefore I didn't, be, I, I didn't become the TNA world champion because of, you know, and there was a lot of people around the table, apparently, and and apparently I was told they took a vote. Um, mm-hmm. Why was that? It was because we were in a head-on-head, um, if you want to call it a war, I call it a slaughter, with WWE. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they, I guess, having a black guy at the top of your card was not going to help you in your opinion in the ratings but what they didn't understand was that that was the best thing they could have done at the time to because it would have been something different uh, it was something new and everybody would have tuned in to mm-hmm. see you know impact wrestling's you know black champion right uh, w- w- which is very very rare um i spoke about kofi's um movement with wwe um, the, the fans um, forcing their hand, forcing Absolutely. their hand. Absolutely. Okay, and um, Vince is never going to turn down money. Um, right. Vince is never going to turn down money, so he he went with it. It was like, okay, you know, our guy that we have, he's hurt, he's out, and I, I have full confidence that they were, if if he weren't going to win it, they were certainly going with Ali. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Musafa. Yeah. And, and, and I, I can't say whether or not he was going to beat Daniel, but I know he was going to be there. But I could see why Vince Nam would have done that. You know why? Because they have this whole contractual obligation and stuff with the Saudis. That's right. That's right. So That's so right. that was a that was a business again, man, like it when you're in the business, um, and when you've learned the right way, you can it, it's like playing a uh a game of spades. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to know what the person have in their hands. All you have to know is what's already been played, and you know what's in their yeah. hand. That's right. That's a black. That, that's a black thing, Brandon. Don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Let me know. And poker and all that stuff. But, um, <laughs> he, he's like spades. What the hell is that? What? <laughs> spades. So, <laughs> so yeah. So it was very clear that Vince was going. They were going to push this Ali to the moon. Yeah. And I and I and, and a lot of things that we've seen over the past year or so. Uh, has been a direct uh, effect or side effect of WWE's uh, commitment to Saudi Arabia, you know, being over there. So Kofi winning was a good thing for, to happen. Uh, we all were very, uh, us in the black community, we were all very moved and happy and touched and everything else. Uh, but after that moment, for me, that was it. Mm-hmm. Come on, um, Booker, talk to me. Ask me no, why. You please tell us why. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's because the the unawareness mm-hmm. of our people. It's just like with the 
with the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, remember this happened a couple of years ago where we were out in full force, okay? Right, right. We're out in full force, and all of a sudden, um, we make some leeway. We get the officers arrested. This happened, that, and then it's celebration time. Yeah. And then we're done. The movement yeah. stopped. It paused. Yeah, you're you right. You're when, right. Kofi, when Kofi won, that was it. You begin right. to see it all simmer and go away. Mm-hmm. Now watch this. Watch this. Brandon, the reason I'm talking about it in this manner is because while the brother, who who's a good friend, very good friend of mine, me and him traveled together, we roomed together. That was my boy. I, I whooped him mercifully, you know, 10 years straight in Madden. And he finally won one time. <laughs> on, 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 down, down, little bastard. But, yeah. um, <laughs> so, but, um, when he got there, he, he's always going to, you know, personally, that's like, hey, man, champ, you're a champ. You know, you're a modern-day champ. You're right. modern-day Ron Simmons for mm-hmm. a lot of these kids, a lot of folk who never seen a black champion. Right. But just like with Ron Simmons, just like with Kofi, yeah. when were they ever the man? Right. Right. That's the issue. That it's is not issue. The, WWE had no choice but to put the title on him f- for right. fear of backlash. Right, right. But when was he the guy? When was he the man? Brandon, name one time he closed out a WWE pay per view during that six month, five month run. Right, that's mm-hmm. a good question. I can't think of one. He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he did. Yeah. And so, even the opponents that they fed him, like they didn't a, give him marquee. I mean, no, no knock to Adolph Ziggler. But he ended up fighting Dolph Ziggler for a few months, and nobody ever expects Dolph Ziggler at this stage in his career to win the world title. So it, he was not given uh, those those opportunities either. And and to your point, it, they obviously didn't trust him to be the man, which is problematic. And you know that's that's something that they obviously already had in their mind. And you know, yeah. but like you know, Kofi, mm-hmm. Kofi, like you know, Kofi Kingston, you yeah. know, but um. <laughs> You know we're gonna make them the we're gonna put put the belt on them and I'm sure it was a congratulatory moment um mm-hmm. you know and I'm sure he, uh, Vince made this decision and you know and all those guys in the upper brass but I just feel like um he was never the guy he was not close and 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 that's not that's not all on on WWE mm-hmm. um that's not all on WWE um because if if for instance, Dolph Ziggler, as you mentioned, Dolph has had all the tools. I don't right. care how, even now, you right. know, Dolph has all the tools to to be, you know, gosh, you know, I always looked at him as a modern day Mister Perfect. Yes, Mark yeah, Curry. yeah, yeah. You know, so he he has all the tools as well, um, but it's all according to how management sees you, and I I don't know how they necessarily viewed Kofi. But when you talk about the opponents that Kofi uh, was fed, and I do know he had his thing with Randy Orton, but who else could they have gave Kofi to, 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 to um, go over on? I'm, um, you know, when you, when you look at the WWE champion list outside of Daniel Bryan, who, Mm -hmm. who, who is smaller than Kofi, you know, who else, what, who who else on that list is, you know, that 
some small. Right. Uh, you know, um, uh, uh, at least sometimes they do try to stick with the believability factor. Yeah. Um, do, do, do we see Kofi standing next to and I don't know. I don't know if this is this is a how we can say they cause him to look, or if it's just the way that he looks. Okay, uh, we can say booking, or or we can say it is what it is. So I, I'm somewhere down the middle. Okay. Um, when, when you look at Bray Wyatt and, and, and you put Kofi in there against Bray, uh, against the Fiend, like who are you expecting to win? Right, right. You put Kofi in there against Braun Strowman, who are you expecting? Like really? It, 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 immediately you don't want to say it, but immediately you're saying the Fiend. Immediately right. you're saying Braun Strowman because right. you know uh, one is it's because of how the characters has been have been built, has been handled, but and, and their size and everything. You know, so it's like, ugh. you know, I, I, I don't know, man. And, and I had this conversation with some of my uh, other black wrestlers and, and, and people of color. And, you know, you got Triple H, you got <clears throat> Orton, you got Batista. Uh, uh, you, you have all of these guys. I'm just trying to name some off the top. I don't even know. John Cena. Yeah. Uh, and. It's crazy, even though Kofi kind of fell into the championship spot and he earned it. Let me yes. be clear about that. Mm-hmm. He earned it. Kofi is the most dependable, the the most nicest, mm-hmm. uh, coolest, uh, go out there and do whatever you need me to do person. And he gets it done. So he yeah. earned it from that aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh from a from a from a managerial point of view, I, I I think he just kind of fell into it, like I said before. And um, I don't know. I guess I'll ask you: Do you think the moment was too big for him? Uh, I don't I don't know. Um, I definitely think he earned that moment. But even to your point, and this was something that I wrestled with, even when it happened at WrestleMania. Most under most circumstances, your show closes with a WWE title match. This would be the WrestleMania that they decided to make history and let the women close. And it's not knocking the women at all, but the WWE title match ended up almost mid card at a WrestleMania. Well, I think I think I think that's timing. Uh, We we we, they already had the plan to go mm -hmm. with the women, Mm -hmm. and the only reason. Isn't it crazy that the women's movement is is is, is on um, life support since Ronda left? It is crazy. Then you have Ronda gone, you have Becky gone, you have Charlotte gone. It's it's really, and I think they they haven't figured out how do we keep it moving, which is another discussion for another. Yeah, time. It, it just yeah. it just it just takes a couple of folk. Uh, to be mm-hmm. rubbed the wrong way on Twitter, and the Twitter police will come out there, and all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, <laughs> ask good old Jr. from All Out, you know? Oh my God! Right? <laughs> wow! <Seriously. laughs> these, these self-entitled Gen Z or Gen X or yeah, get the hell out, it's... whatever the whatever you want to call them, they are just too much, in in, in my yeah. opinion. Get a life, get a life. But when it comes to the women's movement, um. And, and while the women are still being featured 
uh, it's not a focal point like it was when Ronda came in. And that whole women's movement was put around Ronda. She was the Hogan. She was the Hulk Hogan of that women's movement. And then she leaves. And while the women are still being featured, it's just that something that was there is no longer there. It's not the same. And it's not just because of the pandemic. Right. Right. No, I totally, totally agree. Totally agree. Okay, so I wanna I wanna pivot a little bit um, because you are your, your career has been really quite amazing. Um, and we were talking before we got on. Uh, most people their their peak is in WWE. For you, it was post WWE. Uh, be it with Impact or uh, even your time with the NWA and things like that. In your assessment. What do you think it was that allowed you to have uh, the kind of career that grew post-WWE when that's not the story for most? The same thing that allowed you and I to be on here doing what we're doing right now, freedom. Mm. Wow. (laughs) Freedom. Um, In the WWE, and, and you guys know this by just watching the product today, everything is so... Ah, there, gosh, everything is just so manufactured. Yes, yes. It's, it's, it's you know, like, I, I, I don't know. Um, the reason a guy like Braun St- Strowman, or not Braun, he's big, but like Bray Wyatt is 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 going to be around and, and make some money is because he thought outside the box. Yes, yes. There's nobody up there thinking outside the box. Mm-hmm. However, if there is a box, an old gimmick box that's been talked about for zillions of years, then yeah. that's the only thing coming out of it because it takes WWE to put a gimmick on someone. Um, but even when they go out there and they're in the ring, there's nothing different. I was talking about this. I'm going to get back to your um, initial question. I was talking. Sure. Don't forget it either because Pope. I will. got you. Um, <laughs> I got you. But, <laughs> but there, there, there's so many. Um, people that go out there, they're is they're in a gimmick, right? Mm-hmm. But there's nothing about what they're doing in the ring supports the gimmick. They don't do anything to support how they. So I'm going to come out here, uh, dressed. Oh gosh, I don't want to use that example. Um, I was going to go King Kong route. I just said it, so I guess I will. I'm going to come out dressed in a King Kong suit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to walk to the ring. And I'm gonna get in the ring, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna start, you know, doing tope seeds, whatever they call those things. Right. This suicide times. Damn it. Right. Why haven't I just crushed my opponent and dropped him on his freaking head, got on the middle rope, and start banging my chest? Like, there's nothing. Like, keep me in the loop. Yeah. It's not just calling a move. So, okay, so instead of a suicide dive, we're going to call it a Viking dive. No, mm-hmm. that that is not character enhancement. Right. The, the, the character, the person in the ring has to be that gimmick at some point throughout the matchup, and we don't see that. Ric Flair was cocky. He he was into himself. He was flamboyant. He looked like it when he came out there. He wrestled like it. When he got on top, he became cocky, and he strut, and he does his woo. And then when he, as a heel, when he was getting his butt kicked, he didn't just get back up and go to the guy. and co- No, he begged off. He cowered. He rolled out right. of the ring. 
This right. is what makes the man so great. I was thinking, hell, don't forget your question. I was I thinking, <laughs> hell, what if Ric Flair from 19, you know, late 80s to early 90s, like, would he work in today's environment? Wow. That That is something I was thinking about. Really, really. Well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. He would work. Mm-hmm. He would work. You know why he would work? Because a 60-year-old Ric Flair worked. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Bret Hart would work today. Mm-hmm. Chris Benoit would work today. Yeah. yeah. Because though Mr. Freaking Perfect Kirk Hennick would work today. Absolutely. Because they, unlike a lot of what we see, they know how to elicit an emotional response, not a crowd response, but an emotional response because you have to get the people invested emotionally. Yes. And that's what we, that's, that's what we don't see enough of. What was your question? So the question, and I do remember it, the question was, (laughs) uh, what has allowed you to really be able to have kind of a better and bigger career post WWE when many others can't really say that uh, again. Um, and I started off with freedom and I go back yes. to that. We went down. Um, I went down there, man. And here's the, here's the crazy part. Uh, much like with anybody coming off of a WWE run, you know how they do, especially at impact wrestling at the time, if they could use your name, um, TNA, they, 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 okay, we're going to, we're going to go with it. You know, Mm-hmm. You're Elijah Burke. Let's go with you know you're gonna be Elijah Burke. This, that, and the other. Yeah. And um, there was a uh, the Pope I was working on um, prior to my leaving WWE, um, and they wanted me to be one way as the Pope. Okay. They wanted to make Pope the old televangelist, um. and I'm like, hey, no, this is not what Pope is. You know, I'm just called Pope. The only thing religious about Pope is the name Pope. Yeah, yeah. That's it. If you, if you, you know, if you want to tie it in, that's it. There's no other religious affiliation or connection. Mm-hmm. And, and and so uh, Pope is, you know, Pope is a hustler. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's 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 who Pope is. You know, and later on they, they, you know, in TNA they. A uh, uh, street preacher or street, pre- you know, however they started referring to me as, and um, we never came up. I never came up with Pope is pimping. Um, mm-hmm. the fans came up with that when I got out there. Yeah. It was amazing. You wow. know, why did that happen? Because immediately there was an emotional investment made by the people, and I yeah. connected. Yeah, and that's what we need. I don't think people just want to cheer. Yeah, and, and boo, but man, when you can latch on to someone and their story, when you can latch on to that, then it, gosh, it's so it's so easy, it's so easy. But I went down there, and they were going to uh, call me Elijah Burke. I, I had a match with Sean Spears um, before Impact Wrestling, uh, their Impact show, and all of a sudden, um, you know, this is. You know, Jim Cornette's there, Vince Russo's there, and it's like, hey, uh, good stuff, man. All right, you're clear on the Elijah Burke. You know, Jim Cornette comes up. He goes, what the hell are they going to call you? You're going to be a face? You're going to be a heel? I don't know what they're going to do with you. 
And um, I said, well, I guess I'm I'm going to be a face. Okay, well, good. You know, because Jim Cornette is the one that gave me my uh, start and my first push in oh. professional wrestling, in the Ohio Valley wrestling. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, and, and he he's adamant, and he was always adamant. Like, you got this guy that looks good, he can talk, uh, athletic, this that, and the other. Like, you know, he's a baby face. Like, yeah. if he can if he can get up, I mean, think about this. You know, in Louisville, Kentucky, surrounded by um, 97% rednecks. Right. And you're the most over baby face. That's like, think something. about it. Yeah. Uh, Arn Anderson, who used to age in a lot of my stuff, <clears throat> he will come out, come to me after a meeting, and he's going, Kid, I'm trying to have to pull you back. I got to keep you from doing your cool stuff. Wow. I'm trying to tell them to make you a baby face, and they won't. Wow. So I don't know if you, you notice know towards the end of my WWE run, mm-hmm. um, and I got it. When when me and Arn would talk, I got it. Yeah. I stopped doing the outer limits elbow. Mm-hmm. The reason I stopped doing it is because anytime now that don't apply today, obviously. Look at what's going yeah. on today. Everybody right. just trying to and do this, that, and the other. The reason I stopped doing the outer limits elbow is because it was the most impressive thing in the match. Wow. And as a heel, you never want to outshine your baby face. Right. As a heel, you don't want to do something that your babyface can't outperform. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I wish y'all take that little note, write it down, and pass it along. Right. Because because that's just psychology. Yeah. You know, uh, if I'm a bad guy, man, I my job as a heel is to make the people detest me. If I can make them detest me to the point that they feel like they hate me, then that's my job. Mm-hmm. You know. People say kayfabe is dead. No, kayfabe is dead in the eyes of the beholder. It's up to you, bruh. If you keep kayfabe alive, people will buy it. That's right. People will buy it. So uh, long story short, after the match, um, Vince Russo is walking by, and they're going to make me Elijah Burke, and I'm saying, hey, Vince, I got something I want to give you. Please check it out. Just Mm -hmm. it's, It's five minutes. It's four minutes. I think four minutes and some seconds. As he said, here, give it to me. You know, I went, I got my little disc out cause I already had the whole Pope promo uh, vignette. And wow. uh, it's, it's crazy because I told a friend and <clears throat> I don't know if anybody ever got it or whatnot. Um, or anybody else has saw it, but it's very, very, very similar to obviously what you guys saw, but I also had the dark order around me. Uh, if you ah, it wasn't wow. like that, but it it was servants. Mm-hmm. Wow, servants, and yeah. um, I I I keep it right there. And then you know I get in the ring and all of that, and they formed the chair. Ah. And this this is back in what 2008. Yeah, wow. That I had this done 2009. So so it's it's very it's very crazy, man. Um, so. I showed Vince that, and Vince Russo came out of the office literally like five. He was he was hot trotting it, wow. bro, bro. <laughs> you have to be the Pope, bro. That forget Elijah Burke. You have to be the Pope, man. You the Pope is money, and I already have your name, bro. You know what it's gonna be? Dinero, because Dinero is money, bro. Bro, that is a Thank you for showing me that, bro. 
That was wow. that was the truth. So this was my this was the the same day that I just finished wrestling Sean Spears, and lo and behold, you're going to debut at the pay per view, and Pope came out, and that was that. And it was just me wanting to be different, still be, still have characteristics, still you know it's Elijah Burke, but just uh you know man, let me tell you something. All every pound cake, lemon cake, every cake you get that you know what you're getting, it's going to taste just like it. But when you dress it up and present it differently, it's just, it, you just, you want to savor it. And yeah. before you take that bite, you just, you know, you just, you don't want to just go through it. Right. So, so, so you really, again, we're talking about the connection. We're talking about being emotionally invested. It's, it's just like, if you go get a dog on, um, a, a chicken sandwich, mm-hmm. you know, you get a chicken sandwich. You just get a chicken sandwich, and it's just the old what McDonald's that just got the old, you know, mayonnaise on top, and that's it. Right. Just eat it. <laughs> you just eat it. You, you you unwrap it. You don't even look at it. It's just go to town. That's right. right? Go get one of those gourmet chicken sandwiches. Mm-hmm. At the lettuce and tomatoes, everything hanging off, of, and it just looks so good. You take an extra, you look at it before you actually bite it. Right, right. <laughs> and then you take your time eating it. That's right. You know, Pope, Pope is the Pope of the people, man. I got to break it down, keep it in layman's terms so they understand, you know? For me, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> For you. I get it. I get it. I like to eat chicken sandwiches. I get it. I can relate. Good, good, oh. good. <laughs> Brandon, did you have something oh. you want to ask? Man, I just well, I'm going to take a big left turn here, I and mean, we do that from time to time here on the podcast. But I want to veer into what happened a couple Friday nights ago. We had the big return show for SHW, that's Southern Honor Wrestling, and we had no idea uh, that you were backstage. But we, uh, you know, we got done calling the show, and we go backstage, and then lo and behold, we see the Pope back there talking to uh, Dylan and talking to some of the guys. And uh, I guess first of all, I wanted to know. How uh, how you came to know Dylan, or how you came to know about SHW, and how you ended up at our show on uh, at the Rumble Jack a few weeks ago? Well, um, I didn't think I was going to have to say this, but um, <laughs> if it's, my, you don't have to, unless uh, can you can no, you say it? No, 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 oh. no, no. You're good. My okay. seamstress. Okay. My seamstress. Oh. Uh, Ricky, Ricky. Ricky, I, I just call him Ricky, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I clip this and said, "Help, Pope! I am not no seamstress. I am a seamster." <laughs> well, <laughs> oh boy, but yeah. So uh, I was in, I was in um, town. You know, y'all are right up the road, about six hours up the road from me, five and a half, something right. like that. Right. And so um, I had to come in. Um, I had some family in town. Um, I had to go check on, and um, I also had to. Uh, uh, since I was there, I wanted to, to hook up with Rick to go over some um, new attire, some new gear. And um, he told me that, he, hey man, I'm gonna be at this show. If you you want to come to the show, you want to come by the house. Are you gonna be at the show? Cool, I can I can come um, over there and, and and check it out. And um, that's that's kind of how it all started. So. Wow. Um, yeah, so I came on over and ended up staying the whole show. Uh, it enjoyed, uh, enjoyed the show. Um, man, it's, it's, it was the best. Um, and I and I've been on a couple of independent shows since the uh, 
the the relaxing of the rules have taken place. Mm-hmm. So it was very it was very um very good. Wow. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the energy. You guys had a a very packed crowd. Did y'all see the who, who took a shot at y'all uh, on Twitter? There had to be some um some oh. rival promotion. Well, I'm the, sure there somebody... were several. There was a lot of tr- Twitter trolls after the fact, which we kind of knew going in that we were going to hear hear about it. But uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know exactly who it was, but I, I did see several comments. Well, I mean, it's it's like I said, um, it's up to the individuals. You guys speak, um, you know, social distancing. You even let them set the chairs up so that they can be socially distant. It's up to the individuals to wear their mask. Booker had his mask on, you know. Sure did. By the way, I, I meant to I meant to say before I asked you the question, I meant to say, uh, fans, if you're listening and you caught earlier that uh, uh, the Pope uh, referred to GB as Booker, that was because when we went backstage after the show. <laughs> GB's where you know we're wearing our suits and he's got his hair done up and what did he tell us how that interaction went, Gerard? Yeah, tell us how that interaction went. <laughs> it was actually quite funny because I uh, when I walked back, uh, Pope was in 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 a deep conversation and Dylan was back there and I just I went was in to really. Pope mode. You were. And uh, I walked back and I just went to say hi to to Dylan and thank you for the evening. And he was just like, wait a minute. Y'all didn't tell me Booker T was here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I was done. And I was just really trying to just kind of chill. I didn't want to interrupt him or anything. But uh, that's how we ended up meeting. And it was actually hilarious. He even referred to me afterwards as the WrestleMania version of Booker T. Yes, sir. So uh, I thought that was really cool. I thought that and was I, really, really cool. And, and I said that with the highest regard. That was just yes. a huge compliment. That um, meant a lot. It, yeah, that was that. That was just the only compliment that I thought that I could give you. So that you know that Thank was you. um fun, but yet can be received in a manner in which it was given. Yes. You know, and I, and and he, he, this brother after he shook my hand, I had him to stand back, and re- he, he had his mask on. I had my mask back there as well, not while I was talking mm-hmm. that particular time. But yeah. I, um, I had him take his mask off, you know, mm-hmm. and I had to pull an old Vince, you know, like Vince do it. Give him that smile. Right. Give him that smile. <laughs> no, because I could just tell, you know, I could tell, you know, I, I saw the big smile under, you know, uh, us black folk, we got these high cheekbones, man. Me and too. so, when one, of, you know, if you got a big smile like myself or like Booker got, uh, then it's like. I want to see it because I can tell under the mask he's smiling. So I say, man, move, move your mask so I can see your face and see you smile. And uh, that's kind of how that came about. But uh, it, it, I, I was, I was really caught off guard because I didn't know that you guys were out there commentating. I didn't know it. And um, so when he came back, I'm like, who is this? No, where the hell? Ain't nobody tell me Booker was here. (laughs) It's great. It was fantastic. But yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that you enjoyed uh, the night because again we, we didn't know you were there and that's a, a massive compliment was there anything specific for you that kind of stuck out um, from what you saw that night oh you want me to put the boys on the spot uh oh <laughs> I got no problem with it I'm just saying go for um, it <laughs> no well I mean the, the way you guys had the stuff side up it was very um um it was formatted good I mean you had that big royal rumble type match at the end there um you had the um you know your three matches before that i missed one of them because i really wanted to see the old uh penguin guy and i didn't get a chance to see uh his stuff transpire uh, i can't remember what they call him but um tyler colprett the guy with the umbrella 
Yeah, I'm talking about the actual character off of Gotham. Oh, uh, ah, yeah, 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 Penguin. yeah. But I don't know what yeah, his name Penguin. was on the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he, I, I, I can't even, uh, I can't even, I can't even believe that I don't remember. That was one of my favorite shows. But, <laughs> um, uh, what was it? AC out there in the first match? Yes, yeah, AC? AC Mac against Chip in the first match. Yeah. A- a- AC, uh, I, I enjoyed the match. I, I that was the first match that I, uh, he asked me to watch. So luckily, uh, you know, luckily some guys in the in the industry still have the wherewithal. Uh, uh, who wants to get better? Who wants you know guys who have made money to actually watch their matches? And um, he wanted me to watch. And so that was the first match that I watched. I think it was the first match on the car. I told him I watched it. And I watched it and I gave him feedback. And then um, some others would ask me, hey, you know, would you watch this? Would you watch that? Um, um, I think obviously uh, Ashton Starr uh, yes. stood out. Ashton mm-hmm. Starr. Uh, so I, I want to give him a shout out. Um, he, he stood out. Uh, I had a conversation with him as well. Can't, um, I won't go into specifics, but um, there's a lot that can be done there. Uh, um, um, improvement wise on his part, but there's a lot can be done with his character as well from um, S uh, S H W. Um, the 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 big kid. Big black guy that was in that oh, role. Austin Towers. Austin, yeah, Austin Towers. Yeah. That was his yeah. debut. He'd never been to SHW before until that that night. So, yeah. Well, I tell you what, man. Um, the 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 way that he performed during that was, uh, especially for a big guy on it uh, on an independent scale on an independent show, um, because. <sighs> So many big guys don't know how to work big. They don't know how to protect their size. Uh, can you can you imagine Kane, um, you know, doing a Hurricane Rana or Kane doing just for the sake of doing a Hurricane Rana? Like what the right. hell? Yeah. Right. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Kane being, you know, uh, uh, given the forearm by Ashton Starr and he he takes a bump? Mm. That's not yeah. going to happen. You're a what monster. Is, you know? Be a monster. Right. Yeah. You gotta right. be a monster, and in that match, he was a monster. I don't think he ever left his his uh, his feet, and um, right. I loved it. I enjoyed it. It's like, whoa, wait a minute, something. You know, anytime you see something that that happens the way it's supposed to happen and, and tells a nice complete story, you know, you kind of you kind of pop for it. Um, my favorite part of the match was old Johnny Swinger. You yeah. know, yeah, that was a surprise. Uh, Johnny... We didn't we didn't know he was gonna be there till the last minute. Yeah, dude, the 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 the. the... <laughs> Johnny is Johnny is only what like forty six years old or something like that, I, and 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 I, I swear it's it's like what was the guy named Mike Jackson that he wrestled, the older oh, guy. Oh yeah, Mike that's right. Oh, yeah, I yeah, remember yeah. that. We saw it at it's, Impact it's, uh, in Atlanta not yeah. too long. Ago. Well, back in January, I guess. Yeah. There, yeah. There you go. Uh, that that it was hilarious. It reminds me every time I see him, I think of that match, and um, uh, he he's comedic at this. point point and he understands that and he embraces that yeah. and um that's the key part to uh getting over um is embracing your role embracing what you do and um you know there's no shame in it you know and i, I was telling ashton the same thing embrace it the more you know remember we were talking about it earlier um guys come out they're a gimmick when they walk out but then they're in the ring and you don't see any more of that gimmick right Right. You don't see any more of that character. Right. You know, give me some of that in the ring. I cannot, I, 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 I can't 
come to the ring as a boxer and then get in the ring and I don't do no boxing punches or I don't, I don't, you know, I, I don't do no foot shuffle at some point, you know, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't do no dance. Like you gotta have some of that in the ring to, to put over who you are. So, uh, and then there was another kid that me and Ricky was talking about. Y'all call him Rick. I call him Ricky. I say, Ricky, you say Rick. Um, <laughs> but uh, we were talking backstage and again, thank, thankfully AC did hit me up because I would have been back there talking to Rick all day long, which is always fun. Um, but I, I did, I did want to catch some of the wrestling. I'm glad I did, but we were talking about the one kid that was the, I think he won the battle Royal. Joe Black. Joe Black. Yes. Nice, nice bill. Uh, nice look, nice energy, nice work. Um, and, and, um, I, I would have liked to have seen more of him in a a one-on-one match. Um, and and who knows? And the other, there's two more people that I, that I, uh, really dug. One was the, the gentleman that kept hitting all the spears on everybody. Uh, Gunner, Gunner Miller. Gunner, that's the name, Gunner. Gunner, I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed him because everything he did had intent. Yes. It looked like it hurt. Mm-hmm. That's the way wrestling is supposed to look. And more importantly, the most impressive thing, him being a football player and me playing football as well, when he delivered a spear, he didn't try to freaking flip with it. Who the hell yeah. flips when they do a spear? Right. Where's the impact if you're flipping? This is what I'm saying. This is where we're at now. We're we're in we're in cool mode. Everything got to be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, good lord, I've never seen so much flipping and, and doggone wrestling <laughs> since I was a kid on a darn trampoline. Like it's just flip, 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 flip. Everything yeah. got to be a flip. Well, the Canadian yeah. destroyer, <laughs> Canadian destroyer is like the new leg drop. Like I feel like everybody does yeah. it. Oh my gosh, don't it's even talk about it. <laughs> and, and it's nothing wrong with it, but here's the issue with it. Even the leg drop was beating people. Right. The destroyer ain't beating nobody. That's it was right. when, when Petey Williams was doing it early well, in TNA, but now that it was special. It was mm-hmm. special then. Yeah, yeah. But now yeah. the Canadian destroyer is just a move. It's beating nobody. Mm-hmm. A leg drop was beating people. Right. You're and right. now you hit a Canadian des- a destroyer, and five seconds later, the person's up running the rope. Yeah. yeah. Not even holding their neck, holding their head. Nope. It's nope. pointless. It's yeah. absolutely pointless. It's ridiculous. And yeah. it makes me feel like. Gosh, like I, I know. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm 17 years in, going on 18. So it's like, it's like, man, I guess I'm the, I guess I'm becoming that vet guy now, you know. And I, I understand the changes in, in wrestling. One thing in wrestling that does not change is psychology, because you can't have wrestling without psychology. Right, right. So, um, I, I and that's lacking lacking really bad you know it was kind of like when i saw the finish of the keith lee i don't know who approved that um big fan of keith lee um mm-hmm. and, and certainly a fan of the individual himself um yeah he got he's with the former future mrs pope i wasn't too happy about that but he's a good guy so he'll take care of her but anyways <laughs> yeah that's my that's my old blue mia yam that's my blue ah gotcha I used to sit on commentary all the time. That's the that's the future Mrs. Pope right there. Now she's gotcha. the <laughs> Yes, I got you. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff, Lee. Oh. But, uh, 
So I saw the match. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know they were together. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah, so there, yeah. a match took place um, with him and um, Killer Cross uh, carrying. Cross. Oh, yes. Yes. And um, anybody know why they changed his name to Carrion? I don't know why. I'll tell you why. I was going to say, because do you know, or were you just speculating, or do we know? Oh, no. Well, I mean, Pope don't speculate. Pope has the <laughs> right. uh, prophetic capability, dog. My bad, my you bad. Know? Of course. And of so course. every now and then I go out on my prophetic capability. So which yes. one do you have your phone by you? Which one do you have your phone? I've got okay. one right here. So I'm going to I'm gonna talk, and then all of a sudden you look up Carrion, both of you. Carrion. Okay. All right. K-E-R-R-I-O-N. So anyways, during that moment of signing Killer Cross, they wanted to keep him Killer Cross, but they had to figure out, well, wait, we can't use the term killer. We won't be able to market that. We won't, we won't, we won't be able to, you know, use that, but we still like that double K. You know, we like the double K, so we want to stick with the K. So that they, they decided to come up with carrying. Somebody came up with carrying. What does carrying mean? That's what I'm looking right now. The there's a lot of, of there's a lot of carrying cross that pops up, so I'm scrolling down to find out. I didn't say carrying. Cross, I no, I didn't carry. type, I didn't type carry, in cross, right. but I'm just saying you type okay. in carrion, and that's who pops up. So I'm trying to find what the actual, just the word means here. There's a okay, bunch well, of different uh, stuff here, and I'm trying to find the actual meaning of this name. It's with a C, not, it's, it's with a C. Ah, okay. C-A-R-R-I-O-N. Oh, and that's do why that. I spelled it with a K. <laughs> yeah. But they just put the K on it. I got mm-hmm. it. There's one that's a video game, and then... You got Wikipedia, right? Yeah, there we go. There you go. Oh, it is the decaying flesh of dead animals, including human flesh. Okay. Mm. So, mm. basically, if something is decaying, is what? It's dead, right? Yeah, yeah. And therefore... Uh, we're going to, instead of go with killer, we'll go with carrying, but we'll put a K on it. That Because wow. the first thing they did, they, they had to try to find a, syn- a synonym yes. for, for, the, for killer. Yeah. You know, and that, that's been done time and time again up there when they want to make things. So they just say, well, we'll, we'll go with carrying. That means, you know, dead. So, you know, some had to kill it. So we'll go with that and we'll wow. just put a K on it. And that's where carrying came from. Wow. Huh. Wow. Well, that makes go. sense. Yeah. Dead. You kill something, it's dead, so we'll go and with carrying. Optically better than killer. So. Better than killer. Spell it with a K. Nobody yeah. ever think anything of it. And You're right. Nobody will unless they're a pope. Uh, Nobody's going to look it up until the pope tells them to look it up on their phone. And right. Like, yeah. You know, so, exactly. so that's, that, that's where that name, trust me, I, I've been up there where we were trying to figure out uh, – whether it's a name for a move or something, it's like, no, you can't use that. No, we can't do that. No, we can't. Mm-hmm. And so find something that's a little more uh, uh, product friendly or uh, mm-hmm. find something. That, and so you have to look up the synonyms. And I'm telling you, wow. I'm sure if if he didn't do it himself, uh, some of the writers came up with some different stuff that had to do with death, with killing and whatnot. And they came wow. up with carrying. And then they all probably saw, well, let's, let's just spell it with a K, carrying. That yeah. sounds cool. There you go. Wow. Sure carrying cross uh you know so just like they took the cross and spelled it with a k we'll okay, just yeah we'll go on with a k so anyways back to the match at hand that's just a little bit of uh 
Pope education right there for educational <laughs> purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jessica, so when you guys are there and they say, oh, we can't use that name. Somebody else got that name. Well, find something that's similar and then make it. There you that's go. The, that's there the way go. it always has happened. Yeah. So you got Karrion Cross and Keith Lee for that championship before Keith Lee debuts on Raw. Mm-hmm. And they do the finish where did anybody did you watch that match on NXT where the finish? I sure did. Yeah. I I didn't Did not. you Okay, so Karrion has to hit his uh Saidoplex right on Keith Lee and he's trying to set that up. Don't ever say you didn't. Just just don't acknowledge. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's like you being on commentary. You don't even right. know. I didn't I didn't see it. You know, GP is sitting there saying, "Hey man, did you see that move? What a move! You freaking trying to go? I know, I agree with you, one hundred percent. I didn't see it. The hell! <laughs> no, that's that's real talk, okay? Yeah. There's there were several times when things happened with me and Josh, you know, on the Impact commentary, mm-hmm. and and Josh may say something, or I may say something that neither one of us knew what was what, but uh, I one hundred percent agree with you, partner. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. That's what you do. I love it. I love it. (laughs) So, anyways, uh, Booker. So, Karrion is on the top, on the middle rope with Keith Lee, who's 300 plus pounds. Both of these guys are huge guys. What I didn't like about the finish, and I don't know where I'm going. I think I was talking about psychology or something to that effect. Yeah. But, um, when, when, when things are just being done just for the sake of being done, because we was talking about moves, we was talking about that dog on Canadian Destroyer. So all of a sudden, the finish will come after carrying his Plex off the middle rope. But the setup to get there and the assistance and the Keith Lee holding to make sure that he's writing, it's like yeah. we could have got there better. Yeah, I agree. You know, we're both guys trying to be, it was just, I, I hate when moves, when things are being done to try to get, uh, to get where you want to go. And it's just so obvious. Right. It's just obvious. It's like, you know, it's kind of like when Ric Flair would literally have to turn a person over in the figure four because they were taking too long to turn over, mm-hmm. you know? The person is still on their back, and Ric Flair is halfway on his stomach. Right. <laughs> like, Come on, let's get going. So, Flip over. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's my point there. That's my point yeah. about it. it's being done just for the sake of. Totally understand. I want to ask you this uh, before we go. Uh, the last time most folks have seen you on TV has been in the NWA. And uh, with all the, the rebirth of the NWA, NWA power, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, obviously, they've been impacted by the – there's that word impact again. Uh, they've been impacted by the uh, – the, the been thing. impacted by everything except impact. Go ahead. Ex- exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> exactly. So with their rebirth coming and things, are you heading back to the NWA? What does that look like for you? Uh, it is a slow process. Myself and uh, our president, Billy Corrigan, um, have been in contact. Uh, we've been, you know, maintaining uh, uh, updates with one another. So from all from all um, perspectives, everything will realign. Okay. And uh, we'll because right now they got this whole new thing that they're, they're, they've started and um out in um, Hollywood, mm-hmm. see what, and so um, championship wrestling from Hollywood. So we're kind of um, letting things 
pick back up. And um, it certainly um, is the plan. That's 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 the plan. Um, and, and me and him, after speaking, without trying to go into it too much, um, okay. it's, it's just thumbs up on both ends, and we're just it's just a waiting game right now. So. I'm, I'm excited for whenever it is that it comes back or if power finally comes back because we were going to the tapings of the GPB studios and I went to a couple of pay-per-views there. And, uh, man, it was a blast. And it was just a cool old-school feel. And so I'm excited uh, if and when it ever comes back, uh, the, the power tapings, that is. Um, well, but, I, but I am looking forward what... to the stuff in the, the championship uh, wrestling in Hollywood. I'm looking forward to that as well. Well, well and thank you. Um, here's what I liked about that. I like you were watching it. Mm-hmm. And having a blast. Yeah. I thought when it came out, the, the, not just because of the old school feel, and, and maybe more so because of that, but just the whole setup, the whole atmosphere, the oh, it was, it was, um, it was back to wrestling one on one, right? You know, and, and and so it was, it was actually a nice uh, break from the regular routine of wrestling that you were seeing. Right. And it gave you something that you can sit back and just kind of sink your teeth into. It was 42 to 45 minutes at most, mm-hmm. you know, and then the commercials themselves were hella entertaining. <laughs> yes. You know, it, was, you know, it wasn't no darn Zaxby's or McDonald's trying right. to get people to go buy their latest, you know, <laughs> deal. So yeah. it was very, very good to um, watch. So when um, I had always been in contact with uh, uh Lagana, you know, uh, David Lagana, you guys know the deal there. Yes. Uh, he's the vice president. So we talked uh, and we just stayed in contact. And then again, once the time was right, it was like, you know, let's make it happen. And, and th- that's what we did. So I enjoyed it. Uh, all the guys, the atmosphere was like none other. Everybody just worked super hard. And we, and there was no, there was no big eyes. There was no little use. Mm-hmm. There were, there were just, a team of guys that wanted to go out and make this product work. And it was really gaining steam, man. It was really gaining a lot of steam. Yeah. Turning yeah. heads. Well, I love it. And I, I look forward to it coming back, like I said, uh, full force at some point. But uh, one more thing, and I know we've got to wrap up here pretty soon. But uh, I'm going to watch the playoffs, brother. All right. I got, <laughs> I got you. I just want to real quick, coming from a commentator uh, perspective, as uh, you know that we call commentary for SHW, um, and, and I know that you've been in the commentary game for quite some time, uh, along with the wrestling. But any kind of big advice for commentary guys like us, like any kind of big advice, words of advice you might give us? Well, um, just from listening to the both of you speak here, you're both well spoken. Um, obviously, I already gave you a bit of advice, and that's just to agree right. when you don't agree, and don't agree for the sake of agreeing. If you actually right. saw something that you um, didn't agree with, that maybe. Uh, Booker loved and agreed with, and you disagree with him. Yeah, there, there, there is nothing more unfreaking um, that you just cannot. I can't dig is to sit and listen to two to three commentators all agree on the same freaking thing. Right. That is just like I don't want to hear that. I don't. We don't hear that in football. We don't hear that right. with NBA commentators. Right. Right. You know, a foul a foul call is made. Van Gundy, Scott Van Gundy, or Jeff Van Gundy, they speak their mind. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that, oh, that's right. not a challengeable play, or it was a bad call. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to hear that, even on podcasts. 
Yeah. You know, I, I would tell my main man, comment over on Pope's point of view. I would say, don't you know, don't agree with me because I'm Pope. If you if you got a mindset that's different from mine, you have your own opinion. State it, let it be known. Don't get in an argument, know when to move on. But right. if you disagree, you disagree. That's why I love Bobby Heenan. That's what yes. that, that's why I love Mr. Perfect. That's why I love the uh, Macho Man on commentary. And I certainly right. love Jesse Ventura because they had their own mind and mm-hmm. you know they didn't agree and and and. I don't know which one of you are color. Obviously, uh, GB is uh, as far as looks, but I don't know. Which <laughs> <one of you. laughs> I love it. <laughs> I don't know which one of you, if, if there's color commentary going on, yeah. but if so, then um, um, certainly be <laughs> certainly be that color guy. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, add to the people in the ring. Um, add to their character, know who their character are before they come out there. Yeah. Ask them, is there anything that they want you in particular to say or get over, mm-hmm. you know, and, and try to mainly main thing, main thing is try to tell their story with yeah. them. They're right. out there. They're painting on the canvas. You tell the people what they're seeing that's being painted. Yeah. 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 I think that's the biggest advice I can give. Absolutely. I appreciate that, man. And uh, I know all the wrestlers that were uh, that that saw you at SHW the other night. Everybody was talking about how you gave such great advice and you were willing to listen to a lot of people and guys asking questions and critiquing their matches. And that's just awesome of you to do that. And we appreciate you coming out to the show. And we definitely appreciate you joining us right here on the SHW. This is our wrestling podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the Pope. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Well, go ahead, Jimmy. I was going to say, before you go, by all means, let everybody know how they can reach out to you by way of social media, website, all that type of information. Well, um, guys, you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at D-A, duh, Black Pope. You know, that's just a black thing. So, <laughs> duh, Black Pope, yes. D-A, Black Pope, as well as you can follow me on Facebook at Elijah Burke, you know, facebook.com slash Elijah Burke. Uh, you can find me there. Um, you send me messages. I definitely will get to them, as I always try to do. And you can also listen to me on Post Point of View, which is available on all podcast platforms. Um, just type in Elijah Burke or Post Point of View, and it'll come up. we got some great episodes over there uh, waiting. I think I'm nearing uh, half a century mark here. And also... On Pope's uh, Pope TV for you. That's Pope TV, the number four and the letter U on YouTube. Got some never before seen footage and um, some original content on there. So be sure to go check that out. Awesome. Well, since I botched the clothes there a second ago, let me try it one more time. <laughs> I appreciate well, you getting well, all the plugs in well, there. Before but... you even get to the before you get to the clothes, let me say my clothes and let me thank you guys first for uh, having me on. Uh, it was a blast. Um, I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to show you in the skin, Brandon. I know you were really looking forward to that. But maybe when Pope come back oh. down to SHW, you'll, you'll, you'll get a lot more in person, okay? Uh, awesome. But it was a blast. Uh, thank you guys you, you, uh, for being professional, uh, for being entertaining as well to your company. Uh, GB, 
again, a pleasure, man. Um, didn't know you and I, we had mutual friends and Jerome Murray. Uh, so, so, so that's pretty cool, man. And, um, I I look forward to seeing you guys again when I'm back in Atlanta. I hope that there's a show's going, a show going on. And if it's going on, then your boy may come swing through. If not, then I'll probably see maybe in October when I go to Rick's show. Well, just saying awesome. moving forward, it's first Friday of every month. So August was a little funky date because we were just coming back from the pandemic. But normally, first Friday of every month. So just FYI. Tempo. Tempo. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Wow. What an amazing interview and conversation with the Pope. Elijah Burke, man, that was incredible. My gosh, what a wealth of information he is. What a guy. I mean, I'm still blown away that, uh, I mean, we should feel honored that he agreed to come on with us. I could believe it. I'm very honored because, you know, (laughs) considering he doesn't do very many interviews these days. So that said a lot about uh, what he thought about us and what he thought about the SHW product itself. So very much an honor to have him here with us. Yeah, and he's got his own podcast, as you heard on the show. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's, you know, obviously, why would he go on a bunch of other podcasts? He's got his own podcast to give his opinion on on, on the world of wrestling. But you know what? I got to give props to GB because, honestly, I think this all happened because of you. Had you not gone backstage, (laughs) and had the uh, Booker T WrestleMania hair, and he saw you because when I hit him up uh, online, I sent him a message, and I told Uh him, you know, I'm B-Double, GB. Then I explained that GB was the guy with the Booker T hair. Boom, Uh right away he was like, all right, yes, I'll come on the show. (laughs) Wow, that's kind, man. That that story was hilarious, and it literally cracked me up because I just, you know, I don't like to ever disturb people. You know, I was just going to go in the back, and if I saw him maybe high, I had no idea that uh, he would notice me that way, and it would just hit things off really well. So that was awesome. Yeah, what a awesome. great guy. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that uh, interview. If you're, I mean, like I said, an up-and-coming wrestler, if you're on a wrestler uh, wrestler on the SHW roster, I mean, uh, a lot of the stuff he said during the interview, I mean, it's just such great information uh, to take Absolutely. with you. And he gave us some great advice for uh, uh, commentary guys as well. So uh, sure did. just, just I'm, we're on cloud nine right now. It was just such a fun interview. So. Um, and what a what a great wealth of information yeah. as we're going into, of course, our two year anniversary. And we know that's going to be an incredible show. Um, and so we're all looking to get better. We're all looking to improve at what we do. And so it's always amazing when you get an industry veteran who's willing to sit down and share. And, you know, that's just what he shared with us on the air, like with the wrestlers and things. He talked quite a bit. And uh, had some good one-on-one time with them. So what a wealth of information. And, and that was his first SHW show. So that that's pretty awesome. That's yeah, pretty awesome. yeah. Uh, but, hey, we will be back at our normal time this coming week. We'll be back on Friday with another special guest. And, um, yeah, I guess it's going to do it for this week. Uh, until then, this has been SHW. This is our wrestling.